Hola, soy Miguel Matos Gonzalez, coming to you on the Firme Podcast. Hope you folks are doing well. Yeah. All right. Let's see, where are we? We've talked a little bit about my family, about where I'm coming from, and my Chicano background, and my, my heritage. We'll talk a little more on that as we continue through this series but next I'd like to talk with you about what we're really here for arte cultura yeah that's what it's really all about for me you know a lot of people you know ask me what is Chicano art what what do you mean by Chicano art why do you say that and I tell them that because it's not a style of art like say you know something that's yeah I don't know how to say it but it's 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 not a a type of art like uh, you know oils or acrylic it's not a, a style of art like you know something uh, abstract or modernism no it's it's entirely different it's an entire cultural being. It's an extension of what I am as a person and what I've grown up with throughout my life and the journey that I'm on. That's, it's, it's, it is my life. It is who I am. You know, and a lot of people will ask, well, what does, what does um, Chicano mean? Being Chicano is when you're Mexican and you're American and you have a non-white self-image. So basically being Chicano is accepting the fact that you are American and that you are Mexican and that more than likely you're not 100% of both. You know, you're Spanish, it's not like those that live in or are from or born in Mexico, man. It's different. And then when you're an American and you have this very open cultural identity and this persona, you may be seen as something different. You know, I've been told many times to go back where I come from, from both sides of the border, because it's apparent that I am not Mexican enough and I am not American enough. That is what Chicanoism is. And it's not the textbook definition, but that's the best way I can express it based on what I've grown up with and what I've experienced and what, what drives me, you know? So, being Chicano, I feel it's, it's a blessing in some ways because I'm a part of two languages. I think in two languages. You know, I don't just read and speak Spanish and read and speak English, but I, I think in English. I think in Spanish. I, I get angry in Spanish. I'm, I'm one of those memes that, that throws shade in Spanish. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> that's not a meme. That's, that's, that's the reality. For being bicultural that's the reality of being a chicano 
you know, that's, it is, and, uh, yeah, yeah, Chicanoism, man, it's like somebody saying that, um, they're not afraid to tap into their heritage and their cultural roots, and yet still be a part of the American culture, they grow up with El Chavo and they grow up with Looney Tunes at the same time. Yeah. So Chicanoism. That's something that's very prominent in California, Texas, and um, something you'll find a lot in those two states because of the, the, the I guess, the heritage of being Mexican. I mean, all that was, it was Mexican land before the, the United States came in and they, they made it part of their union. You know, same thing with Arizona, New Mexico, Colorado, Wyoming. Yeah, all of that. All of that is, was Mexican land. And, um, so people that have been brown, well, people that are brown, people that speak Spanish, they uh, they were there far before there was the United States. So when you see somebody there and they speak prominent Spanish and you tell them something like, go back where you came from, well, it's not possible because a Chicano could never truly go back to where they come from because where they come from was taken away from them. So, yeah, you know, they're, they're just, um, it's just something that, that they'll have to live with and have to, to learn to, to make as part of their self-identity. And um, some people in their cultures, wherever they may come from, they they may not be able to to fully connect with that because when you're you're for example you're German American or you're Russian American you know or you have African roots and you live in America you can actually go back to where you come from so to speak it may not be the exact same land where your your ancestors came from but that that still exists in some way for a Chicano, for a Mexican American, without that hyphen, you, <laughs> your space is gone, man. Yeah, it doesn't exist anymore. It's just gone. So now you have to, to navigate in what you have now. And it's different. It's different for everybody. Some people embrace their Chicanoism, and other people, they don't identify with it. They'd rather just be called American, or they'd rather just be called Mexican. And there's not one right or wrong way to identify because that's personal. That's how they identify as an individual person. And it's okay to have the, these differences. You know, there's a lot of talk right now, and it's been going on for a long time, about, you know, what a Mexican, American, how to, how to label them because white America likes labels. They like to put tags on things, to put things in a drawer, 
and a shelf and to categorize and you know have a spreadsheet of everybody but basically when it comes to when it comes to labels and tags you know it's not something that you can have one umbrella label and and have everybody fit under it it's just not possible i mean overall it'd be wonderful to have one one you know identifier we can all huddle under and 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 take arm and arm together and say we are united but we really aren't because you've got people from El Salvador you've got people from Guatemala you've got people from Colombia you know Honduras Mexico you've got people from all over and they each have their own dialect their Spanish is a little different their indigenous languages are different their textiles and their clothing is different what they eat and what they drink where they how they live what they live in all those all those little bits and pieces of culture it's different once you're a part of that culture you can see it yeah and it's not the same it's very similar but it's not the same and when you you look at at each individual uh, I guess you could say nationality every individual country um, they they will be have some differences and again that's okay that's all right to have that diversity they're entitled to that identity of being Guatemalan Honduran Mexican. They, it's up to them, you know. They're they they have their own identity, but to the white culture, they don't understand that there is a difference. You know, people from Puerto Rico have their own culture, and those individuals, they you know they speak Spanish. Again, very similar. They have words that they use that you're not going to find in Mexico. And food is different. It's you know it's different. But when you ask somebody from Puerto Rico where they are or what they are, like, oh, are you Hispanic? No, I'm Puerto Rican. And they take that pride. That's one thing I've noticed is they they assume that identity real fast. They're not Hispanics. They're not Latinos, Latinas, Latinx. They're not. No, they're Puerto Ricanos. That's what they are. But when you look at the people from Central America, they 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 will take on that same heritage. But I've seen it so strongly from Puerto Rican people, and I love it. I think it's great. Oh yeah. And then you have these different cultures that come into the U.S. And, you know, first, second, third generation, they start to, you know, pick up English and use that daily. And they start to associate with American culture 
and American traditions, then there are things like New Yorkans, Puerto Ricans that live in, in New York, you know, and you've got that, and that's a Puerto Rican American, I guess you can say uh, almost an equivalency of what it's like to be a Chicano. Yeah, it's very similar. Yeah, and that's all right. That's okay to have that diversity. But, of course, society wants that one label. And with that label, they want to catch everybody in one one word, one tag, one hashtag. And, you know, you can't say, because our, our language is gendered, you know, you can't say that we're all Latinos because you have women. And, well, we're obviously not all Latinas because you have men. And then you have your non-binary. That's right. You have your trans, queer, non-binary gender um, people. And they should be respected as well. Because they're every bit a part of the culture as any of us. So that's where the term Latinx. They take the gender off of that that last letter's word they take the gender off and they put an x as in there's no gender it's just a latin person and a lot of people they're angry at that term yeah a lot of latinos latinas are angry by that term but i think this is where the disconnect is because for example as as a as a Mexican-American myself, I was told that I'm Hispanic because I have Spanish heritage, right? So that's a, that's a term, a governmental term created by the United States and forced upon me, all right? And forced upon many people by the United States government. It's a word they created. That's the label, one of the labels they made for us. Well, people have had it so ingrained into them that they don't oppose it. Yeah, a lot of people do not. And then you have Latinx, where, again, we're wanting to be inclusive of of all genders, try to create a bigger, more unified community. But then you have those very old-school, proud Chicanos, Latinos, Latinas, Chicanas, that they're like, don't call me that. I am not Latinx. I am Latino. I am Chicano. And they get all pissed off like that. And, you know, it's like, calm down, dude. Calm down. There's no need to get all riled up. Because you know what? Identify as you wish. Yeah, I am telling you you're entitled and I'm telling you you have the freedom to self-identify as you wish and not but and I choose to use the term Latinx when I speak of other people I'm not saying I am I am using this as an inclusive term because I can recognize that non-binary gendered people 
They deserve representation. They deserve to be included. Yeah. They, they matter to me. They're important to me. But if you ask me personally, what do I identify as? I'd probably say Chicano. But I'm not going to force that on you. I'm not going to force that on anybody. That is what labels and tags have created. Anger. They've created this, this deep-seated anger of, don't tell me what I am. I'm not telling you what you are. I'm not the white supremacy trying to put you in a box and label you. No. I am being inclusive of other people. So, whenever you are in conversation, whenever you are in social media conversing, in person, whatever, and you bring up the term Latinx, there's always somebody that's going to say, Oh my God, Yosito Santo. Just stop with the X thing. It's bullshit. Don't use it. It's stupid. You're don't because and you know and people are so opposed to it. But again, it's because they're so used to being called things and being told what they are that they they need to do what my grandma said to me. Calma, so te calmo. That's right, fool. Calm down. I am not telling you what you are. I am using a term to be inclusive of all of us. In solidaridad, unidas, all of us. So when you hear that term and you hear somebody get all pissed off and they start throwing down all sorts of no, no, tell them, hey, 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 I am not labeling you and I'm not forcing you to use that term. What I'm doing is being inclusive. So if you truly, if you truly take to heart being Chicano, yeah, if you, you truly take to heart being Chicano and you've embraced your self-identity, respect another one. You want respect, you respect them. Because as my father told me, you get what you give. That's right. If you throw a lot of anger and a lot of demands, that's all you're going to get back is you're going to get anger. And that just builds your frustration. And, you're, and, and society gets nowhere. Our gente, we get nowhere. So this is where I ask you. I'm not telling you. I'm asking you. We need to learn acceptance. We fought so hard for our own self-identities. Yeah. People, they identify as so many different things. So many different cultural terms. And some have gender, some don't. And the more you, you are willing to listen to them and respect them and accept them because they have learned their own self-identity, oh, man, raise them up. Raise them up. Because when you do that, you take our gente, toda la raza, you take us all together and you raise us up all together. And what does that make? That makes 
a stronger culture embracing its diversity and that is what we are so I ask you the next time somebody uses a term and you don't like it check yourself that's right just think of abuelita with that chancla man just think of grandma and you're like hey calma so te calmo yeah because <laughs> you're reaching for the chancla and you're like oh no yeah 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 slow down pump your brakes man because you know what when you start to push back and you start to defy you are no better but you're only equal to the white supremacy that continues to knock us down that continues to hold us where we are and that's you know one of the byproducts of coming up with all these little labels and we and we tend to argue about it we spend more time arguing than we do learning from each other and accepting each other and like i've said raising each other up yeah so so that's one of those things that we should be doing is everybody going to do it i don't know but that's something that i'm going to talk on next time I'm a part of a Latinx affinity space which I'm going to be starting uh, through Zoom with Arts Administrative Color Network. They're based out of D.C. Amazing organization only three years old and they are nationwide and they are unifying people of color, artists of color art administrators of color art organizations of color that's right they have a cousin's regime which is a partnership a network of cultural arts organizations and cultural arts leaders through communities all across the country. Now, pretty soon we're going to have official designated chapters across this country. That's right, where people can become a part of something bigger and greater and truly stand in solidarity. Because when you need something, when you need that support, you reach out to your cousins in the regime and they've got you back. That's right. So that's something to look forward to. And we'll talk more on that as well. But um, but gente, man, I'm telling you, you know, your self-identity is something, it's very personal. And a lot of people, they don't know where they are in their self-identity. So it's you know it's it's a it's it can be a lifelong journey for some people. And that's okay. And that's okay when you identify and say no no I identify as as Latino. And then you're like no I identify as Chicano. No, I think I am Hispanic. You know, it's it's okay to to search for the identity that you connect with the most because that's all a part of life. That's all a part of learning about yourself, learning about your culture and how you connect with it, what it means to you. So, yeah, you know, it's it's okay to search and find. I mean, it took me it took me a while to to learn that I was Chicano. And I mean, when I was a kid growing up with my dad on the west side, taking those photographs, you know, and, and printing in the dark room with him 
you know, I, I didn't realize it, but I was living a Chicano lifestyle. Did I understand it? No, I was a kid. I didn't understand that myself at that time. Then when I was a young adult, you know, surrounded by uh, a community that pretty much stripped you of your culture and your diversity and you were very, very white in this community, very monocultural, very Americana. You know, I didn't really connect with it until until I met some people like that Victor Burgos that I mentioned. And he, he inspired me. He really did, man. He changed my life. He, he opened my brown eyes, you know, and his friendship and, and getting to know him you know, and my friend Tony, <laughs> Tony Sanchez, man, Snoopy, we called him Snoopy, yeah, Chicano, también, man, you know, making friends with him, and really connecting with him and his family, that I started to see things, and think, wow, I guess I am Chicano, you know, I came to that self-realization, and it was, it was amazing how it felt, you know, I, I, it's like I was reborn, and my eyes were open for the first time. I could see the reality of the world. It's like imagine, you know, having a need for eyeglasses and never knowing it until you put them on. Everything is clear. You see everything. You can see the leaves on the trees. They're not just green blobs anymore. You know, it's. Uh, it was. It was an awakening, a cultural awakening. And from then on, I felt Chicano. I pursued artwork. I continued to to sell art I became a professional full-time artist for a while and in that you know I was part of a, a Chicano arts collective called Gaista Art Complex in San Anto on the south side you know just outside of South Town Calle Flores man that oh those were the golden years of my Chicano art man hanging out with other artists that oh, we connected from the heart, yo, you know, like uh, Joe Lopez, Javier Garza, Louis Valdenas, I Chispas, Louis Guerrero, many others, many, many others. Yeah, Celeste Luna, Andale. yeah, great artists, beautiful people, man, truly, truly. Buena gente. Mm, loved it. And as I was there, I, I would hear them, I would see them and, and experience what they're working on and what they're they're doing in the arts. That one time, you know, I was I was feeling really bummed and was at the gallery and Joe Joe Lopez was there. He he owned the space. It was him. He was the principal artist there. He painted El Gallo. And um you know, I remember telling him, Joe, man, uh, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm getting lost in my work. I'm, I'm not feeling this vibe right now. I don't know what it is, Joe. And he's like, talk to me, mijo. What's going on, man? And I was like, well, you know, I, I feel this culture around me. I see it. But it's not in my heart, man. I don't know if, if I'm Chicano enough 
I mean, I want to be. I love the culture. I love the music. I love everything we're doing. But I don't know if it's me. And I was going through that identity crisis. Was it a creative crisis? It probably was too. Because my art was suffering. My work was suffering. I was suffering as a creative and as a Chicano. I was, I was as a person, I was suffering inside. I didn't know it was the time because I wasn't immersed in it. I was a little lost, I guess. But I, I couldn't feel it. <laughs> and I talked to Joe. And Joe, he just said, you know, he says, you are Chicano. Because I see your work. And it, it says so much to me about being Mexican and being American. That it doesn't have that definition of of either of the one. It's it's a balance of the two. And some days you're you're gonna feel more of one than the other. And depending upon who you're with and who you're talking to and, and what's going on, you're gonna flip and flop and go from one to another. And it can be confusing, man. Shit. It can be confusing. He asked, do you know where I'm from? Do you know where I was born? I was like, no, Joe. Take a guess. Come on, Bato, take a guess. And I was like, I don't know. Uh, Ruiz Street? <laughs> and he's like, no, hombre, fool. He says, I was born in Alamo Heights. I was like, what? And he's like, see, sí, man. I was born in Alamo Heights. Con los buenos. Yeah, I was born in the northwest corner of Alamo Heights, on the poor side, the Mexican side, the side that Alamo Heights forgets about, because that's where the help lives. Yeah, that's right. All the maids and and, and the, the groundskeepers, the Mexicanos that go and work for the rich white people, they live there, in the little public corner. Yeah, that's where I'm from. I went to school in Alamo Heights con todos los huevos, but they didn't talk to me because I was brown. Yeah, so I hung out with the other brown kids. I kept my cultura, but that's me. <laughs> it's crazy, right? Look at me. I'm Chicano, man, and I'm from I'm from Alamo Heights. <laughs> that's crazy, right? And I was like, yeah. And I said, and people, you know, they don't believe me. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, that is me, man. Best of both worlds. I am American and I am Mexican. I am two. I think in two. I act in two. I love in two. I paint in two cultures. Yeah. That's the uniqueness of being bicultural. That's what it means to be Chicano. And you, Miguel, you, you are Chicano. Because your work, and he pointed up to one of my photographs on the wall, your work, it is Chicano. Look at it. Stand here, look at it. Tell me. Tell me when you photograph that. Tell me what that is. So it's the downtown library, man. And he's like, yeah. But look at it. It's a photograph, a black and white picture of the library. And then you draw on it. Why do you draw on it? I said, because I'm confused, man. He says, you're confused? Why are you confused? 
I said, because... I don't know, man. Sometimes I feel like I'm Mexican, and sometimes I feel like I'm not Mexican enough. And it pisses me off. And, you know, being born in America, learning English first, and knowing very little Spanish, and then... I don't know. I I feel like I'm split in half. That's why I, I print a photograph and then I draw on it because it's the two halves of what I am. This work, it becomes what I want to be. He says, no, man, it's not what you want to be. It's what you are. You are Chicano. That is Chicano art. Man, that's beautiful work. When I see your work, I think, damn, I want my work to be as good as his, and I want it to send a message like his. Do you know how many people come in this gallery and see your photographs, and they're blown away, man? Because they've never seen anything like yours. Yeah. And I just stood there, and I just shook my head no, and he's like, yeah, yeah. It's beautiful work, man. That's Chicano. You're Chicano. If you ever doubt yourself, look at your work because your work gives the message of being bicultural, being bilingual, and being stuck on the border between two countries. It's beautiful work. I said, How long have you been painting, Joey? <laughs> All my life, Baco. And you know, I hope one day my work will be as good as yours because you just know how to send that message. And when Joe told me that, I, I thought he was just bullshitting it. But I mean, I don't know. It, it felt good to hear that. That was the talk I needed in my life, that real talk. And um, afterwards, I went back to my space and you know, I cleaned up the dark room. I put a roll of film in my camera and I walked out and I drove off. I went downtown, took some photographs, some street photographs, and I went to the west side, some of the places where my dad took me. And I remember the photographs my dad took and I was like, wow, man, this scene, this image, this composition, it's changed. But it, in some ways it really hasn't. It's Mexican and it's American. It's bicultural. It is Chicano. And then after that, I remember I uh, <laughs> went and had some barbacoa and Big Red <laughs> at this little place there. And uh, it was good. It was real good. Never tasted so good as that day. So yeah, self-identity. Self-identity is something that, that people battle with. And it's hard enough trying to, to, to capture that and realize it for yourself that when it comes into the anger of don't use that label, don't use that term. No, let's not be toxic people. Hombre, lift each other up. Lift each other up. You don't have to understand them. You don't have to love them. 
you don't have to agree with their non-gendered lifestyle, but you know what? You should agree with the fact that they're supporting themselves, they are living that struggle, and they have a desire to self-identify. Appreciate that struggle because we've all been in that struggle at some point. And the ancestors before of us have been in that struggle as well. And going forward in our culture, think of how we will inspire the next generation of Latinx people. Latinos, Latinas, Chicanas, Chicanos. Yeah, we're inspiring the next generation. So it's through our actions that we're setting them up for success. We're setting them up for a stronger community. So yeah, that's my talk for today. I'm going to move on and we'll come back again, talk about some more arte, some more cultura. But until then, uh, bueno. <laughs>